I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Longtime golf writer Ron Syrak joins us on the program. Ron, always good to visit with you. I understand you're traveling back home from North Carolina in the U.S. Women's Open. Uh, yep, uh, it was a, a great tournament down there, great golf course, Pine Needles. Uh, it's a wonderful place for golf, and it was certainly Certainly no surprise to me that, that uh, uh, Mickelson made his announcement when he did. I thought that uh, I thought he'd play there, and I thought he'd wait till right before the event so that uh, to maximize the buzz. Yeah, and it, it is extraordinary. Before we talk more about Phil and uh, th- this whole story in itself, about the U.S. Women's Open, the USGA really has stepped up. Uh, great golf courses, uh, great venue, and a big money purse and i know ron you 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 talked about this a lot the usga what 1.8 million to the winner yeah you know when i covered the u.s women's open at pine needles in 1996 uh, annika sorenstam won it the total prize money in 1996 was 1.2 million so yesterday minji lee won 50 percent more than the entire field won yeah. in, uh, in 1996 and you know, just last year it was five and a half million. So they they upped it. They nearly doubled it. It's going to twelve million either next year or the year after. Uh, uh, Mina Harrigay, who finished second, she won one million eighty thousand dollars. Her career earnings coming in was in thirteen years on tour, she'd won two point nine million. So she got more than one third uh, uh, um, of of what her career earnings have been. She picked up uh, on Sunday. Yeah, and Ron, that as much as anything helps grow the game. Obviously, the exposure, good players, but you know the 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 money uh, uh, attracts athletic talent to the game. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, uh, an underappreciated part of Tiger Woods' legacy is that he attracted better athletes to the game of golf, and he did it in two ways. One, he made the game of golf cool to people. Two, he made it possible to get rich playing golf, you know. Back when Curtis Strange was the best player in the world, he was making less money than a backup shortstop in baseball. But now you can get rich playing golf, and it's certainly true on the men's side, and uh, and the women are getting there. They're up to $90 million in total prize money this year. That's about double what it was 10 years ago. That's, that's in the right direction. Uh, you know, corporations are figuring out they can get involved in women's golf for about a quarter of what it cost them to get involved in men's golf, and they can sign a woman to an endorsement deal for about a quarter of what it costs to sign a man to an endorsement deal. 
So they're realizing this is an undervalued product, and they're starting to jump in big time. Ron Syrak joining us, and uh, Ron's covered the game for a long, long time, and he joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline uh, on his way back from North Carolina. Uh, next year, the, the Women's Open heads for Pebble Beach, and uh, this, this is a venue very important to the USGA and uh, a wonderful opportunity for the women's game. Yeah, you know, it's clear that the USGA and the PGA of America both are settling into sort of a rota, the way the uh, the RNA does with the British Open over there, and and Pebble Beach is one of the ones that they have, and and the USGA is is leveraging the U.S. Open to uh, to get uh, better venues for the U.S. Women's Open, and, and having the women play there next year is uh, is going to be really really fun to see. I felt that way when we went to Oakmont in two thousand and ten. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Pebble Beach is going to be fun. I know Mina Harry, who finished second, one of the things, everybody who finished in the top ten gets an automatic exemption into the next Open. She's from the Monterey Peninsula. Her parents have a sushi restaurant in Pacific Grove, so it's going to be a big week for her. She's going to be getting a lot of ticket requests from friends, I think. Yeah, I'm very familiar with the venue as well, uh, having played Pebble uh, a, yep. a lot in her life. Uh, Ron, the, the women's game, uh, back on its footing. The, it was a struggle, but the, the, the television exposure, the interest, uh, the, the USGA taking the lead with the big ramp up, uh, the, the women's game's really in good shape. Yeah, you know, uh, you got to give a lot of credit to uh, to Mike Wan, who was the commissioner of the LPGA for 11 years, now the CEO of the US, USGA. But uh, he took over in, in 2010, and, uh, you know, the, the tour was battered by some bad business decisions by the previous commissioner and by the Great Recession and was down to three tournaments and $40 million in prize money. And he, he took it back up to 34 tournaments, $90 million in prize money before leaving. Uh, it's, it's on really strong footing and, and it's getting, it's getting more talent all the time. It used to be that rarely did somebody from outside, say, the top 30 in the, in the rankings, uh, win an, a tournament LPGA. And on the men's side, number 156 in the field can go out and win a PGA tour event. That's getting to be more true on the LGA. The talent pool's getting deeper, getting broader. Part of that has to do with how much college golf in the United States has improved. It's become a great, great uh, feeder tour for the LPGA. Yeah, and uh, Augusta National has stepped up. I, I think uh, the, the amateur right before uh, yes. the Masters tournament has is, is been a big deal and really showcases that talent. Yeah, it, it really does. The creation of the Augusta National Women's Amateur was uh, uh, an awesome thing. It gets national um, broadcast uh, TV exposure for the final round. And, and, you know, and people tuned in the first time to see, gee, how are the women going to play Augusta National? Gee, how are they going to set Augusta National up for the women? What that does, it brings the casual view in, and they, they yep. experience the product. And, uh, you know, the first year, Jennifer Cup show plays the last six holes four under par to, you know, and, and people saw it and say, wow, this is a good product. Uh, and the other good thing that's happening now, the uh, ANA inspiration, the first major of the year was always up against uh, the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Now that Chevron's taking it over and they're moving it to Texas, they're going to move it till later in April. So it'll no longer conflict with, with the Masters. 
with the Augusta National Women's Amateur. And uh, college basketball's Final Four was always uh, was always the ANA weekend. So they're going to get away from all that, and that will hopefully bring more eyes to the women's game as well. Ron Syrak joining us uh, has covered golf for, for many years. And uh, Ron, Phil Mickelson uh, has, has emerged. Um, I, I guess it wasn't a surprise when I heard it earlier in the day. Someone came up and said, Phil's back. He's going to play in London, uh, which, which means he probably got a big payday uh, from the Saudi backers of that tour. Greg Norman, of course, one of the front men. Dustin Johnson's already taken a big payday. Um, your thoughts on Phil joining this new tour? It's interesting. Uh, um, uh, a couple of journalists have been able to get a hold of Phil today. I was reading some of the stuff that they'd written, and, and the two of the most interesting things that came out there is, unlike some of the other players, Sergio Garcia being, being one, Kevin Na being one, he's not going to resign his PGA Tour membership. And he has life, life membership status there. I, I think if you have more than 20 wins and you've played over 15 years or something, you have lifetime membership status. And, and he says he hopes he can keep his PGA Tour membership, says he plans on playing on um, the, uh, all the major championships. It'll be interesting next week at the U.S. Open to see the media circus there for that. The other thing that Phil sort of talked about for the first time that I've seen openly is um, that he's been in therapy uh, around his uh, gambling habits. And, and there have always been rumors out there that, that, that Phil might need money. Now, he says no. He says his family is financially secure. But he did say he's been going to therapy and that his gambling had become, his word, embarrassing. Hmm. Um, there, there's been a lot written about uh, the Saudi back tour and that the players that sign on would not be welcome back to the PGA tour. I, I brought it up earlier in the show and it, it, it seems to me the more big names, the, the more money behind this, that there's going to be a fight over this, that the, the, the PGA tour and these players eventually are going to end up in court. Yeah. You know, I, I think the way it stands right now it's not that much of a threat to the PGA Tour yet. Most of the players, in, and I would include Dustin Johnson in this group, uh, who, are, who are playing this week are people whose best years are behind them. You know, they're, they're sort of too young for the Champions Tour and, uh, and, and not really able to dominate uh, on the PGA Tour. What will be a problem for the PGA Tour is if they start to lose people who are they lost a handful of people who were in the top 25 world rankings. Or if some of the young talent out of college decides that instead of going um, to the Corn Ferry Tour, the satellite tour, to feed her into the PGA Tour, they might go do the Live Tour instead. And uh, um, that would be attractive, I think, to the Live people if they get some, some young talent in there. So they're not looked at as sort of bridge tour between the regular tour and the senior tour um so that that's when it would become a threat for the uh for the pa tour yeah and we we spoke of television coverage uh no television coverage a limited field a lot of guys who are also rands uh, certainly you have phil mickelson marquee value dustin johnson has marquee value uh, there's ricky fowler rumors floating around but it's been a struggle for Rick, Ricky, frankly. It's been news if he's made a cut as of late. 
Yeah, you know, uh, but it, Ricky Fowler would be a good example of they would have to throw some significant money at him because Ricky makes uh, a lot of money off the golf course, has a lot of endorsement deals. Corporations yep. love him. I mean, he's, Ricky does everything right except win, you know. I mean, he's yeah. terrific with the fans, terrific with the media, terrific with sponsors. So he's making he's making tens of millions of dollars off the golf course. Uh, he might lose a lot of that because they're not going to get the same TV exposure. And those logos that you have on your shirt and your hat are only worth money to the corporations if you're on TV. And um, um, if it's going to be on YouTube TV, I'm not sure that's the exposure. So he'd have to be get he they'd have to throw money at him that would make up for the endorsement deals that he'd lose. You know, we talked about the PGA Tour and the Live Tour uh, butting heads and Phil Mickelson potentially challenging that part of it. For other players, though, the USGA overseas, the Women's Open, the U.S. Open coming up, uh, and then the RNA and the British Open coming up at, at St. Andrews, another big event. So it'll be interesting to see how the USGA and the RNA ultimately handle all of this. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that, and and the fact is, uh, uh, Bill Nicholson or Dustin Johnson, uh, none of, Kevin Na, even none of those people have broken any USGA rules. Um, you don't have to be you don't have to be a PGA Tour member uh, to qualify for the U.S. Open. It's an Open Championship. Um, you can you can qualify off the world rankings. And my understanding is the Live Tour has an association with the Asia Tour. So they will be getting world ranking points. Um, Nicholson certainly is, he's qualified for all the majors, uh, five years because he won the PGA last year. Uh, right. Dustin Johnson's qualified for the U.S. Open because he, he gets a 10 year exemption because he won the uh, U.S. Open in 2016. So if you qualify, uh, you're in or anybody could go to a qualifier to get in the, it's, it's, uh, it's open. It'll be interesting to see. I think that the, I think that the uh, uh, U.S. Open and the British Open, the RNA and the USGA, will keep their events open. Augusta National would be the interesting one to see whether they would um, side with the PGA Tour. Uh, it's it's hard to figure where they might go on that. Yeah, and ultimately that is purely an invitational. You get the invitation in the mail, yep. whether you're a past champion or not. Absolutely. You know, I mean, essentially, I've always said it, it's like it's the Augusta National Club Championship. You know, they can they can have who has, I mean, they have benchmarks for how you can get in, but they decide who they're going to send the invitations to. Um, um, and, you know, you could argue that the Masters has it has the smallest field of any of the majors and it probably has the weakest field of any of the majors. You know, there's probably only 40 guys there uh, who have a chance to win. Um, but they can do they can do whatever they want to do, uh, and and uh, I think all the majors will at least this year just take a wait and see stance and, and see if this is headed for the courts for next year. Yeah, uh, quite quite a story in the game. What, what's up next, Ron? I would assume after spending time in North Carolina at the Women's Open, you you head home, and then what's next? The U.S. Open. Yeah, I go over to the U.S. I mean, U.S. Open's. Uh, uh, couple hours from where i live and uh yeah. that's certainly it's, it's interesting this is a weird year for me my first u.s women's open was 1996 at pine needles where they played this year 
My first uh, U.S. Open was uh, uh, at the Club at Brookline in 1988, uh, where they're playing this year. So <laughs> this year, this year is sort of a reprise of my first two for both the men's and the women's Open. Uh, but it is going to be interesting to see next week what kind of media circus uh, it's going to be at the Open because it sounds like sounds like Filler there is going to be there, and I expect Dustin Johnson to be there as well. Yeah, and Tiger. Will will he play? Will he not play? It's funny. He's been more, uh, you know, we haven't seen the uh, following his plane around stuff to, going in there. Sure. He's, he's been more open talking about playing St. Andrews for the British show. Um, haven't heard, haven't really heard him uh, uh, verbally commit to the, uh, to the British Open or to the U.S. Open. Um, I, I we probably won't know until the till the end of this week. All right. Well, Ron, always good to visit with you. Safe travels home. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you down the road, my friend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.